Coming to you from Byron, Mississippi, it's Lakeshore Church. And now we join Pastor Jay Frazier for today's message. Uh, if you're able, will you stand with us and honor God's Word? Going to have a good time with this one today. A lot of times we preach gloom and doom and, and uh, feel like we are the, the voice crying in the wilderness. Today we're going to be reminded what we're supposed to be in the Lord in this arena of love, okay? Uh, verse number 1 of chapter 13, uh, the book of 1 Corinthians, we find this. Hang on just a second, all right? If I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, how many mysteries? All of them. If you understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away all my possessions, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. I've come to tell you today that if you operate in love, you're something for the cause and the kingdom of Christ. All right, let's pray. We thank you, Lord. We'll simply ask for my words to be yours and my thoughts to be yours, and every one of us would operate in obedience in this area of love. God, will be careful to give you the praise and the glory for what you do. For we ask you to pray it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Let me say as we begin, happy Valentine's Day. Um, I often think about, and there's some people like Mother's Day and Father's Day and special days that uh, they don't have a lot of memories that are good. Uh, Valentine's Day can be one of those days. People pledged their love and they didn't live up to it. They took vows and they didn't live up to it. And mom and dad were too busy with their life and they sort of just avoided children. And children didn't receive that love that they need from parents and spouses and uh, were neglectful. And I just want to tell you today that happy Valentine's Day. That in our society we have it set up for us to be aware of love. It's also ironic today and it's very fitting that uh, our second core value, last week we took a look at anointing. Uh, which I also will always be number one. If God's not on us and we don't sense his presence, the rest of it is immaterial. Uh, so today, we want, our second core value is the core value of love. And uh, I love that it fell on, on Valentine's Day. When I think of love today, and, and I enjoy this TV set, I enjoy the screen and interacting with it. When I think of love, I want to show you some pictures that come to mind, okay? This is just my, this is low shelf, everybody can get it, all right? When I think of love, this is what I think about. That's what I think about right there, all right? 31 years in holding, okay? We're in a holding pattern. We're doing well. Um, that is actually, Gary, you'll enjoy this. this that was, that's actually at Pebble Beach. At the, the resort there, was invited a few years ago. It's amazing how much time goes by. Uh, we're eating breakfast. That's only orange juice. I just wanted y'all to know that somebody might wonder. That was early morning before the first day I got to play golf there. And uh, I, Suzanne let me take her picture. And uh, she said she had to okay the pictures that I showed, but I told her I wasn't going to. I was a senior pastor. I was going to do what I wanted to do. And then after that, I hope she's not offended, all right? Uh, so when I think of love, when I think of love, this, all, this also comes to mind. Uh, that's, a, that's a recent picture of, of, the, of the kids. Uh, man, where did time go? Uh, Abby just celebrated her 22nd birthday this past week. So I think of love. Uh, that got the, the serious one out of the way. When I think of love, I think of this. I really do. I think of hun little Debbie iced honey buns. Um, heaven's going to be heaven because Jesus is there. Heaven's going to be heaven because I'm there. Heaven's going to be heaven because you're going to be there. Heaven's going to be heaven of the people that have already gone on before that I'm going to get to see again. But if we don't have honey buns in heaven, it won't be complete. All right? 
I'm, I now have not had a honey bun for weeks. All right, that's my favorite, by the way, if some of you want to be obedient to the Lord. Anyway, and, and tempt me. When I, think of, when I think of love, this also comes to mind. <laughs> uh, that was my dream car. Man, I love the way that picture looks on that screen. That is a 1983 Datsun. It was Datsun before Nissan. Did y'all know that? Datsun 280ZX. I thought it was God's will for me to have this car. Uh, I saw one the other day and thought, boy, that wasn't God's will after all. It didn't look too sporty. But I wanted red and black. I'm a Georgia fan. And uh, that, when I found that online, I thought, that's exactly the car. I can remember it. And they had a turbo. It would pass everything that it ran on. And so when I think of love, but seriously today, when I think of love, I want to show you what we really need to be reminded of. When I think of love, I think that God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved us. Jesus so loved us that he came. He, he, he walked through this world, showed us how to live, and then he was headed to the cross. The whole reason he was born was born to die. So that he would create a way, a path for us to be redeemed. Isn't that great news today on Valentine's Day? And I've come to tell you that covers all of it, doesn't it? Your, your special dessert, your special treats, your special car, your kids, your, your, your spouse. It really covers, and, and it's just a great reminder on Valentine's Day. But I'm reminded in, in this, that while we were yet sinners, in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says Christ died for us. Think about that now. Think about that. God proved his own love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I often think about the scriptures, and I've said there's many places in the New Testament that said he didn't die that we would be saved. He died that we might be saved. Do you understand the difference between would and might? Do you understand that? Let, let me help you out if it's just sort of foggy. I'll help you out. He didn't die that you would be saved. He didn't back you in a corner. It's not a done deal. I, I struggle with people that talk about calling an election to the point that I don't have a choice. Now, I will tell you, we struggle because God does know everyone that will choose him. You understand? He's all-knowing, past, present, future. But he knows who will choose him. He set it up for us to have the choice. I'll say this about love. Love is not love if it's not based on a choice. If you back me in the corner, I have to do it. There's no way you can define that as love. But when I choose to do it, that's where love resides. And God chose to do it. I look back on some preaching and teaching. I preached on love a lot through the years. And when I think about love, I remind myself, a couple years ago, I preached a sermon entitled, Love is a Verb, Not a Noun. I also taught that in the marriage class that we had, that love is a verb. It's an action. It's, it's an, yes, it starts with an attitude of our heart and our life, but it's seen in action. Love is not a noun. Today, when people say, I love you, you know, we throw it around like it's a noun. But it's actually a verb. And, and, and out of that, those pictures you saw of my kids and my wife and, and my pastorate and, and our life, love is seen by the way we act, not just by saying it as a noun. And thinking about that love as a verb and not a noun, I found this. One of my favorite actors of yesteryear in Westerns, and, and I just love it. I mean, John Wayne and True Grit. I mean, there it doesn't come any better. I just watched a few, week, few days ago. Uh, I think it's True Grit. No, it's another one. I lost the name. What is it? What's the name of it? It's True Grit. Y'all help me out, 8.30 crowd, I'll get it right at 11. Uh, Catherine Hepburn, John Wayne, what's the name of it? Who? Rooster Cogburn, that's it, it's not True Grit. Rooster Cogburn. And then she was in on Golden Pond with Henry Fonda. I got a pretty mean Catherine Hepburn I'm not going to put on you today. Impression that I've done for years. But uh, this is what she said, love has nothing to do with what you are expecting to get, only with what you are expecting to give, which is everything. You think about love, many people misrepresent that. They, they think it's what can I get, but it's more blessed to give than to receive. And as you give love, it will be 
reciprocated to you. Oh, listen, when you think about that, as I've already said, we are something. If you just love someone else, if you love God, if you operate in love, then by God's standard in, in 1 Corinthians 13, we are something. But you think about all the knowledge, all the education, all the degrees, all the success. It basically says in those three verses, we're nothing if we don't have love. That's why I believe the person with the biggest crown in heaven is going to be the person that loved most completely. The greatest in this is the servant, and the servant is based on how we love other people. So what does the Word say about love? Let's walk through these quickly today. It says this in John three sixteen: For God so loved us in this way, I love this translation, He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. 1 John three fourteen says, We know that we pass from death to life because we love our brothers and sisters. The one who does not love remains in death. I want to stay here a long time, but I remember that's a very staggering verse for me. Because the evidence that we know Christ, the evidence that we know that we're a new creature in Christ, that God changes our view of other people. When I see somebody that's just really torqued up about others, and you can mention names, I really think we got to come back to the cross. doesn't mean we don't see it for what it is. It doesn't mean that we take them out to lunch. It doesn't mean they're, they're our best buddy. They're still who they are. But love is an indication that we've been to the cross, and we've experienced the love of God, and it resides in our life. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, if we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. The verse previous in this one referred to the body of Christ. Now think about this for a minute. How will the world see? If somebody just comes into the church, if they just come into our, our uh, circle uh, of believers, how will they see Christ in our life? It's not going to be through eloquent words and 50-cent words and our theology and our doctrine. There might be a time to answer a theological question for someone, but you know how the first, you know the first impression that we make on someone that we know Christ is the way we love each other. It says, do good unto all men, especially unto those of the household of faith. Romans 13, 8 says, do not owe anyone anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. It's a major issue when Jesus came on the face, of the, when he walked on this earth, their major issue was him was, wait a second, if you're the Messiah, then that means the law is obsolete. That means that this new day is coming, this New Testament. But Jesus, he, he didn't say, I came in opposition to the law, but I came to fulfill it. And for us in our walk with God, to fulfill the entire law is to love someone else the way you want to be loved. Isn't that neat? That would cut down on preaching time, wouldn't it? <laughs> if we just loved others the way that we want to be loved. And then one more that talks about this as well. Galatians 5, 14 says, The whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. When I think about love, there's some just pointed things we see in the Word of God and in life that stick out. And give you three of those today that work around the word greatness. Love is number one. It's the greatest commandments. We find in God's Word in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, it's, it's the one place that all four are mentioned. It says, love the Lord God. The greatest commandment is to love the Lord God with heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second, which is likened unto this, is to love your neighbors yourself. Huh. They go together. It's the greatest commandments. You hear me say it a lot about the cross, the vertical, and the horizontal. You can't have a relationship with God and not have it with others. Now, there are people that drive us crazy. You got any of those in your life? <laughs> you know? There's just some people that rub us the wrong way. So, and I found out this in my lifetime, and I'm not saying this works all the time, but the people who most drove me crazy in my lifetime are people that are a lot like me. Maybe they're people that get in my space. Maybe they're people that are taking my place. Maybe they're people that push me a little too much. And what I found through life is to realize, wait a second, when you realize those things, then you can deal with it more adequately. Hmm, but the greatest commandment, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says, Now remains faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. 
Faith is pretty huge. Would you agree with that? <laughs> huh? Hope is pretty huge, isn't it? When you think about how huge hope is, most people in their life because they're, they're, they're hopeless. They can't see tomorrow. They can't be okay that tomorrow's going to be better and God's got this or it's going to be okay. And so they're hopeless and, and bad things come out of that view. A lot of people shut down because of that. So faith and hope are big, but they don't compare to love. The greatest of these is love. Not only is it the greatest commandments, but listen to this. It's also the greatest concept of life. I created a, de- going back and looking at sermons, I created a definition for love many years ago. Think about it often. I share it with people when we're talking about love. But here's, here's my definition of love. Love is being connected and committed to someone or something. Let me say that again. It's not up there for you. Love is being connected and committed to someone or something. All right. Uh, we now have a, we have a couple of animals at home, but years ago, uh, I had a Rottweiler. Um, eight weeks old, when I saw her, she'd barely fit in a paper box. She was a big dog. I had her for many years. One of the saddest days of my life was when I dug her grave to, to put her there. And, but it was just, she was just something. And I remember when I connected with her, when I saw her, the folks that had her for sale, and I said, that's the one I want right there. And, but you know what? I got her like it was in October, and i never forget just those first few months. We went through winter just like we're doing now, and we're experiencing it now. If all I did was connect with her, then who's going to feed her on a cold day? <laughs> who's going to see her about her when she needs to go to the vet? See, love is a lot more than just being connected. Where, where people went wrong in marriage, listen to me very carefully, we're, we're all about the connection, but somewhere we forgot about the commitment that goes with it. Amen? Think about kids. I mean, I was in the delivery room and the operating room when they came in the world. Man, I connected. I can see Zane's little glazed over dark eyes looking at me when he came in the world. And he started, his, his view and his eyesight just bore a hole through my being. I realized the responsibility all of a sudden that occurred for the very first time. But listen, I connected with them. But listen, I'm committed. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I can show you in my checkbook. I can show you online banking. I'm committed. Where were we? Somewhere we went wrong in this thing of love, and we do this on Valentine's Day. Is like we connect. We go get the balloon. We go get the chocolate, and we tell somebody we love them. I had a man years ago told me that I told my wife I loved her when we got married, and I'd let her know if I ever changed my mind. I thought, man, that's pretty sad. He was sort of cutting up, but I said, if somebody lives that out, Because love is not about the first time you say, I love you. That's just the beginning. That's just when you get started. That's the connection and and, and all of that. But it's about being committed as well. And the greatest concept of life when it comes to love is not only being connected, but committed. Think about this. Marriage is two as one, what the Scripture says. So if I hurt Suzanne, (laughs) I'm hurting half of me. Now, that's not the deepest thing you're going to hear, but it's something worth living by. If, if we're two as one, if God views us as one, if I hurt Suzanne, and it took me years to figure some of this stuff out, if I hurt her, listen to me, it's coming back on me, right? If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. If daddy ain't happy, no, it's not happy, nobody gives a rip. <laughs> Just seeing if you're out there. Listen to me. When I think about it, we connect, but we're also committed. Again, remember, it's a verb, not a noun. It's an action born out of an attitude. Remember this, and we'll move on. We're talking about this concept of life. Jesus did not say, if you love me, be saved. You know what salvation is? I hadn't said this in a while. You know what salvation is? That is God's love for you. 
knowing him as your Savior is you've taken God at his love offer. That Jesus paid. Remember that cross now? You took God at his offer. You connected with God. That's God's love for you. You know what living the Christian life is? It's your love for God. If you love me, keep my commandments. See, and what happens is Jesus is saying, look, love is being connected to me. And I'll tell anybody here, anybody that hears this, even in the future, realize this. If you've never connected with him, then you don't understand the love relationship that God wants to have with you. there's, There's a breach there. Hmm. there's a breach but if you've experienced that love that God has for you on a personal level over time God will show you then the way that you reciprocate that to God and you continue that love relationship with him is through obedience if you remember last time together we talked about the anointing if we could understand that God loves us and Jesus understands when he says if you love me keep my commandments he knows what's best for us it's not a competition so we obey him because God loves us because he knows what's best for us, remember that. Jesus said, John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. I got one more. One thing I love, love is this. It's the greatest compliment of the church. <laughs> Listen to me now. It really is. Uh, here's another just simple thing. See, I, I pastor in the city now, so you can't just use these country terms. For years, our motto at church, and I would like for you to embrace this. You know what? When somebody comes in this church, COVID or not, when somebody comes on our church service on Facebook, whether they're out in the parking lot, Two things I think need to happen when you're around the body of Christ. You ready? I believe you should sense the tug of the Spirit on your life, and you should experience a hug of a friend. I don't have time to establish this deal with hug, but I'm going to tell you something. We need to be reminded, it says in the book of Ephesians, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I believe the enemy of our soul, Lucifer, the devil himself, is having a heyday today with COVID. You know why? Because the first thing we have to do in COVID is isolate ourselves from other people. God looked at all of his creation and said the one problem is, is Adam's all alone. God did not create the church for loneliness. <laughs> Let me give you a love thing that Suzanne's going to say, why did you have to say that? You know what the word of God says? The only time Suzanne and I are supposed to separate, the only time we're supposed to be apart is for a time of prayer is when I want to get a hold of God and get along with God and God renew me and do this. But you know what it said? And Paul said this, and he was a single man. So you know it had to be inspired of God. He said this, he said, and after you've been a while, away a while, you know, let us come together. I like that on Valentine's Day, by the way. Do y'all, are y'all with me? Do I need to repeat that? The point being is this, is that God knows that we not only need to be connected but committed, and we also know it's the greatest compliment of the church, the tug of the Spirit. And the hug of a friend. We took care of Tug last week with anointing. That we pray all the time. I already prayed it today. Prayed it right there while we were worshiping. Lord, that you would tug on people today. That the Spirit of God would, would reveal himself in such a way that people would know that God loves me. Regardless of what's going on in my life, I know God loves me. And if you don't realize that afresh and anew today, then get a good picture of the cross. There's several of them on our campus that you can see. Not only the tug of the Spirit, but a hug of a friend. I believe that, listen, that love is the greatest agent in activity of the church. If you want to change somebody's heart, then you love them. Mm. And, and Jesus took it up. He said, what good have you done now? What good have you done if you love those folks who love you? You know? He said, if you really want to impact folks, then that person that's got something against you, that person that you know doesn't like you, then you love them anyway. <laughs> oh, listen. I believe this is all of a sudden, if you and I hug when we don't feel like it, we love somebody when we don't want to, then we unleash the tug of the Spirit on their life too. It's good stuff. Listen, we can have programs, we can have policies, we can have performances, 
Listen, we can even from time to time have great preaching. (laughs) But you know what? Listen to me very carefully. If we don't have love as a church, we're not much. Not much. Let me tell you, somebody said, preacher, you own us. I tell you what I mean by that. I just heard, I heard stories this past week delivering boxes <laughs> of people that talked about the love that they sensed when they came in Lakeshore. You know what's sad? And I know some people, I don't, we have a few that I don't like that, that greeting time, people hugging on me. I just don't. We have some. That's fine. But you know what? There's something about when somebody has a smile on their face and they walk up to you and they talk about their love for the Lord and their love for you and glad to see you in God's house and you worship with us today. There's something to that. It's just like your spouse or your children or your friends or church folks that come up to you and say they love you. There's something to that. There's something invigorating when you realize you're not in this thing by yourself and that people actually care. You can't go wrong when you care for folks. (laughs) You can't. It'll be God will bless it. And I want to say, and she's in the service today, I've had a lot of comments. A lot of people putting stuff on Facebook about the Valentine boxes and the things that went on. And uh, a lot of the stories, the staff, we'll talk, if we ever have staff again because of the weather, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. But Valerie Wilbanks, it was her idea. And I know she's looking at me, she's looking at me right now, why'd you say that? But anyway, but it's her idea. And, and she shopped till she dropped. I haven't seen the receipts yet for the church, but we'll get to that. Uh, and I don't know if she went and had her nails done and her toes and all that while she was gone. We'll have to look at the receipts. But seriously. Uh, and Bo and others, I mean, hit the road, and, and I got to do a little bit on the, on the back end, but there was a lot of attaboys to me, and attaboy didn't do much. And, uh, but there's a lot of folks, you know what, and I got to hear the stories, and I got to read the stories, and I want to say it publicly, you can't go wrong when you love folks. And my toughest thing through COVID has been the loneliness and isolation of people. Uh, I delivered a box to a lady just the last few days, and this is what she said, I've not been out of my house since March. I might go click list to, to, to Kroger or Walmart or something. But besides that, see, and uh, just a creative way that Valerie came up with for us to let people know they're loved. And uh, you participated in, I've heard stories from, from the ones that took it, the ones that received it. Some folks took a box thinking they were doing God's work and then they got a box and it blessed them and, and all such as that. Uh, I will tell you this, if you didn't get a box, it's my fault. All right. Uh, we, I, listen. We left out some names of people, some of the first people I knew. So uh, hopefully we got it covered and uh, that kind of thing. But uh, if not, we'll make it right, all right? Uh, We're bringing a box to you if you'll let us know, okay? But I wanted to say publicly thanks to Val for leading that and all the others. There were several ladies that came by, again, some men too, that got boxes and came back and got some more boxes. started blessing the heart. And you know why? I believe it's this point, because you can't go wrong when you love folks. Huh? Isn't it great sometimes? If you, if, and I'll tell you this. This is a great thing, and then I'll, I'm going to wind down. Listen to me. If you've got it going on right now, if you feel downtrodden, an old country preacher said that the, the wagon of your life is cutting a deep rut in the road. You know, you just feel like you're bogged down, and you got a lot on your plate. The best thing you can do is get your eyes off yourself and love someone else. You say, preacher, how can you be so emphatic? Because that's what I have to do. When we start having the mully grubs and poor pity me, the way you get out from underneath that is to love someone else. And then you'll sense the tug of God, and you'll sense that his, his Spirit will come and renew you. See, the enemy wants us just to see us. The enemy just wants us to see our plight and our conditions and our issues. Love makes us look out and see other people. That was not in my notes. It must be for one of you. All right? I want to close with a love scripture that I, I committed to memory a long time ago. 
in the King James, so I'm going to show it to you that and not out of the Christian standard. But it's Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. And this is what it says. <laughs> For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers man, nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I think I need to read that again, Donna. Let's go back, guys. Verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, <laughs> think about it. Oh, Lord, I'm going to die one day, but the love of God's still going to be there. Our life, our angels, and our principalities, all oh, this terrible political environment we're in, powers, things going on today, present, and our things to come. I, I'm so worried about the future, <laughs> nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us. From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, I was going to go a different direction, but this is what's on my mind. Wow. <laughs> Madeline O'Hara. You remember her? That was the lady that she, she founded an atheistic organization where atheists had come together. And she was directly responsible through our government and through legal system and taking out lawsuits to have prayer and Bible reading removed from the public schools in America. But Madeline O'Hara, after she died, they found her diaries and they began to go through her diaries. And this is what Madeline O'Hara said, and I quote, will someone somewhere, somehow, please love me? I'm not a psychologist, a psychiatrist. I don't have the degrees but it really sounds mighty unique to me that a lady that was so anti-God, way down deep within her being, was crying out for somebody to love her. You know, if I could talk to Madeline O'Hare, this is what I would tell her. Somebody did. Somebody does. His name is Jesus. <laughs> he was right there, and she missed it. And we have in our product, we have the product of it in our society today. You wonder, why you, turned the mo you wonder why you turned the morning news on and somebody's killed somebody else within four or five miles of this church? Don't make it racial. Don't make it economic status. Don't make it the other side of the tracks or poverty level or how much money they got or don't have. Let's name it what it is. For 50 or 60 years in America, we've been divorcing ourselves from God. Hmm? And if you divorce yourself from God, you divorce yourself from the love of God. You with me? For God is love. And if you divorce yourself from the love of God, then you will behave in a loveless way. Now, some oh, preacher, you're oversimplifying it. There's emotional things and all such. I know, I know. I'm guilty. But I don't think it's simply coincidental that the person who spearheaded it was just crying out for somebody to love her. But do you remember playing with your kids? How much do you love me? I remember doing that with mine. And I'd say, do you love me this much? And they'd go, no, 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 no. You love me this much? No. Little bitty tykes. I'd say, how much do you love me? Daddy, I love you this much. I saw this years ago, and it spoke volumes. When you ask God how much he loves you, watch this now. Jesus says, I love you this much. And when he put out his arms that far, they nailed him to the tree.
and he died for you, and he died for me. But you can never doubt the love of God. For God so loved you and me. Thank you for listening to this broadcast from Lakeshore Church in Byram, Mississippi with Pastor Jay Frazier. We invite you to visit lakeshorecmc.org to find out more online. That's lakeshorecmc.org. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.